0: What is up, ishes? Happy fucking new year. Welcome back to another episode of Wellish. This is your somewhat well, somewhat toxic, most of the time doing her best, main fucking ish, bringing you a brand new episode on a brand new Monday of a brand new year. That is a lot all happening at one fucking time. Let me tell you, I dislike the pressure of this new year. I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Not just this new year, but like any new year. I feel like Monday in general just feels like shitty. Like nobody likes to have their break over the weekend and kickstart it back into a new week. It just feels like a lot of work. (laughs) And the new year is not much different. And Bear with me here through this episode because I'm definitely going to be contradicting myself a couple times, but it's valid, all right? Listen, so the new year, it's like New Year's resolution, right? Like we've got to come up with this new way to be this best version of us and be the thing that we've always wanted to be. But my bone that I would like to pick with that is... It makes me feel like shit because one, there's too much pressure, and two, it doesn't last. Like, you have these New Year's resolutions every year because every year you always want to become a better version of yourself. Like, there's always going to be a way that you want to level up. And I feel that having the New Year's resolution almost gives the connotation that what you're doing now isn't good enough and that you haven't. Accomplish the things that you want to. And I'm not saying to not have a New Year's resolution. I definitely think that it's just a fun, fancy word that people use universally to set goals. It's like the one time that people actually set aside to set a goal for themselves. And we don't normally take the time to do that on a regular basis. Typically, some people do. And I think it's great if you do. But I think that this universally is a way that people go ahead and set a goal for themselves to accomplish. So I think that that's a good thing. But I don't like the pressure that comes with it. I don't like that. It's not it's looked at like this whole new thing. It's a whole new year. So much pressure, but it's is really just another day. Like you really were just existing the same exact way that you were on December 31st as you were (laughs) on January 1st. So like if you don't have a New Year's resolution, if you are still feeling like down in the dumps, you're feeling that seasonal depression, you're feeling whatever it is that you're not like at your immaculate best self, just because it's the new year like doesn't mean that it's end all be all that you have to like have it all figured out relax. (laughs) It's going to be okay. So let me just assure you of that first, right off the bat. But this is where I say I'm going to contradict myself is I do think that this is a great opportunity for you to try to figure out what it is you would like to accomplish. I really like to take not just the new year, but I like to use the seasons. Um, even new months, but I don't really do that one as much. It's more like on a quarterly basis to come up with new goals for myself and kind of transition into a new era, if you will. I clearly remember graduating high school. I remember exactly where I was as I left the field house from like literally straight up graduation. Like I walked out of the field house doors And I had this like wave of realization come over me that was like, oh my God, none of that mattered. Sure, like it mattered. A little bit like it mattered that, like the experiences that I went through that shaped me into the person that I became because of it but like my point is just like it's not it's not that serious you know when like you look at your like super old Instagram pictures or you get the Facebook memories of the shit you used to post online and it's just like so fucking cringe and you're like what was I thinking back then you're gonna think that in the future about what you're doing now. So like my point is, is that it's not that serious. Like what you're doing now, it doesn't make or break everything in your life. It doesn't make or break your life. It doesn't make your life bad. So taking these quarters to kind of use that as the same feeling like when we left school. The reason I use school as an example, though, is because it's this major life event that we're able to say, okay, this has come to an end. Now I'm moving into this next version of myself. I'm moving into this new era of myself. But when you get into adulthood without those consistent major life marks, there's nothing to really say that there's an end and now a new beginning. And I think that that's what we really use the new year for. I just really want to focus on not putting so much pressure on yourself to be the absolute best version of yourself right out the gate. The other problem with that is if you are, you know, overexerting yourself right out of the gate and like let's say your new year's resolution is to be more positive and you're constantly suppressing your emotions of what you're actually feeling because you know that you set this new year's resolution to be positive no matter what you're going to have issues in other areas because you're going to be, again, suppressing your feelings and you're not going to be feeling through those emotions and you're going to be labeling those negative feelings as negative and that you're not allowed to have those feelings and it's going to resurface in other areas of your life. So you have to make sure that you are taking things slowly. Like if you your new year's resolution is working out. Try like if you, and you're coming from fucking nothing, like you don't work out at all, but suddenly you are on this workout journey and you want to do that. Go three days a week and then progress to four and then progress to five. Like you don't have to do it all at once. And that's going to be a way that it's going to create itself as a lasting habit for you. And you'll be able to do it the entire year and hopefully for the rest of your life compared to it just being this new year's fad that you're going through right this moment. So that said, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that a lot of people don't really focus on when they're creating a New Year's resolution. I think that a lot of the things that people try to um, decide on for a resolution are these like major life changes. But this is a less invasive way to live. It's a less invasive sort of New Year's resolution that's going to aid in making those major New Year's resolutions happen, but you can also just use it on its own. I live my life in this constant state of not being good enough. I live my life in this constant state of being hard on myself, of trying to make decisions that are going to be lifelong. I mean, this is everything in my life. Like as simple as going out to fucking eat, I make it such a strenuous decision for myself because I don't want to make the wrong choice and like what a way to live. Obviously it's good to set high expectations for yourself but my issue is setting the high expectations and then literally like shitting on myself like no fucking other and overthinking everything in order to achieve those things and I can remember like being an overachiever since as long as I like for as long as I remember like I remember being the vice president of my student council when I was in fourth grade and like needing to be fucking president in fifth grade and the satisfaction that I fucking felt when the kid that was running against me didn't win and they announced my name over the speaker and he whipped a fucking math book across the room because he was pissed and I was like fuck yeah bitch bow down Sarah Rittendale she's the president fuck you um sorry it's uh, amazing to me that I still have a little bit of emotion still left in me from when I was 10 and that (laughs) happened but the same thing happened like through my whole fucking life so the same applies but again I need to find a way to not put so much pressure on myself to be the best and do the best at every single thing at every single moment of all time. Otherwise, I'm going to fail. I think a big part of this for me is thinking that I'm not being self-deprecating and I totally am. I think it's like I have this idea in my head that I don't totally hate on myself half the time, but I absolutely do. I just like don't fucking realize it. It's like I'm doing it in a way that I'm convincing myself that I'm not being an asshole to me, like that I am telling myself these things to help me and that I'm trying to better myself and make myself the things that I want to be in life. And without these thoughts, how would I get there? Like, that's my drive to get there. That's my motivation to get there. That's my passion behind all of these things. But like, there's a way to do it and word it even to myself in a way that doesn't make me want to like, literally jump off a cliff. So I kind of think of this in the sense of, like, it, it's more than this. And I hate fucking saying this, but I don't know how else to word it. Like, it's flipping your perspective. That's, like, a really high expectation that people have. That, like, if, if you've just been, like, fucking negative as shit for the last however long, that you can just, like, turn it around. <laughs> and, like... I'm positive now I'm gonna think of it this way instead of that way like for example my boyfriend bought me fucking underwear for Christmas and he bought me a size up than what I would normally buy and so I said that to him I don't know if these will fit me because I normally wear this and he said that he well first of all he said that I told him medium and I did not fucking say medium but whatever I said medium was my pants but we're I digress anyways what I'm trying to say is that he said to me well, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like, just try them on. Um, I feel like maybe some of your underwear is too small. Anyways, um, what do you mean? <laughs> like, do you mean that it looks bad on me? Like, see, like, I could totally go down that rabbit hole and just be like, so you think that I look bad in my underwear? Like, that's what I'm hearing. But I'm going to go ahead and flip it and say that he just thinks I have a fat fucking ass and that I would fit in a size up compared to what I normally would wear. So... That's what I'm trying to say is there's no point in, Dwelling on maybe what he could have meant and just come up with my own fucking idea of what I think he meant and roll with it. Who cares? Obviously, this cannot be applied to absolutely everything, but you know what? It works. It fucking works for a lot of things. And I think it works a little bit better than just trying to like flip it and be positive because the thing is, is like you can think of the positive switch in words for that moment, but okay, so what? Now I'm going to spend the rest of my time like debating which version is the truth. And this is what I think helps with longevity in this is because I need to stop dwelling. I need to stop overthinking on everything that is said or done or whatever and follow through with that alternate mindset that makes me feel good. And I think that that is like the bottom line is I I prefer to feel good. When I was home for Christmas, something upset me. I, fuck, I can't remember what it was. I wish that I did because it would be a good example. I'm still going to use it, but I wish I could remember what it was specifically that upset me because what happened was I was upset and I was overthinking and I was like reeling in my thought of like why something happened or what was wrong. Oh, I fucking remember. I was drunk. Obviously, that's the fucking answer for everything. I was drunk and something came up that upset me. And so like because I was drunk, I was emotional about it and I couldn't let it go and like I just kept fucking focusing on what it was that was wrong and wanting to like talk to my boyfriend about it and beat a dead horse like we fucking talked about a couple weeks ago like I wanted to dwell on this but I took a moment and took a step back and said to myself which is like huge because I don't fucking like I'm never able to take a step back when I'm caught in my emotions and so I was able to take a step back and be like How do I want to feel? Like, you know that this isn't the way that you want to spend your night. Like, we're out at a bar, we're having fun, we're home, we're at these bars that we don't get to go to because we don't live here anymore. Enjoy the experience. Like, what can we do? We, as in me and my brain, what can we do to work together to solve this, to make my self feel better to not have to go through this and deal with this because essentially at the end of the day I don't want to feel like this and like that's the biggest thing is when we're sad and when we're upset when we're angry it's like you know you don't want to feel that way and sometimes it is really hard to like come out of those emotions but like kind of talking to yourself in the sense of like what can we do to help us because I don't like this and I want to fucking figure out how to get the hell out of this situation or get the fuck out of this mind frame the Thing with acting like this too is you're over functioning. You're if you like somebody that burns yourself out a lot, like if you are a person that goes through like these spurts of high motivation and getting shit done and progress and um what am, what word am I looking for it starts with a P? Progression, not progression. Productive. If you're going through like these spurts of productivity and then. You go into these lulls that you totally burnt yourself the fuck out. It's because you are overworking yourself. And you might think that you're being productive because of your productive periods. But because you enter these periods of like, fuck, I don't want to do anything. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I just want to lay on the couch and watch The Bachelor and never move again. It's taking away from your progress. Obviously, it's not 100% taking away because hopefully when you come back to your progress mindset again and you start doing things again, you'll be a little bit farther because you have learned from your mistakes and you have learned from the progress that you made originally. But you are setting yourself back. Like If you were able to take half of the amount that you do during your progress periods and consistently do that throughout your burnout periods, you would be so much farther along and I think that this is a big issue of mine is that like I think that I have to do everything all at once and I have to do everything today and everything's gonna fall apart if I don't do it all right fucking now and like that's not realistic and I was able to so my new year's resolution from last year was using my planner more that was like a piece of it And I used it for the first like three months of the year and I fucking quit using it. And now I'm using it again and I can't believe I stopped using it because it makes me feel so fucking good to use a checklist. Like I am a person, my brain operates like in a checklist. I have to get things done. In order, and I have to finish one thing before I move on to the next. It's just like the way that I operate. And instead of trying to fucking fight that, I have to be able to lean into that and utilize that to my advantage because it works for me and it makes me feel good. I do this with simple things like any sort of task at hand that I have set up for myself, I have to 100% complete it before I move on to something else. And I am including in that, like going to the bathroom or getting up to eat. I don't know why either like I don't know why my brain thinks that if I don't do it all right now and perfect that it's going to fail it's not going to work out for me. I'm not going to have enough time. Like, I feel like that's a big thought of mine. Like, if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen, which isn't true because I still have that mentality. And again, I've talked about this before to you guys, like my brain dump journal. That is why a brain dump journal is so fucking crucial because your brain is not meant to store information and store the thoughts. It's just meant to have them. So you have to have an outlet to write those thoughts down to store them so that you can remember them and come back to them and execute them at a later time because you do not have to do everything right now. And let me tell you, when I started lessening the load on my planner, (laughs) do you know how fucking good it feels to not have so much to do? It feels so fucking good. It makes me feel accomplished lessening the tasks on my list and then just the things that I can't get done moving them to the next day because like the only deadline that I have is ones that I've set in my head like I have these imaginary deadlines that I'm trying to hit that I don't even have to like I don't even have to do that I'm telling myself that I have to do that and like I'm talking about things that are not like I have a boss telling me what to do. Like they are things that I myself say I have to do today. And if I don't get to it, I think that I'm like the biggest loser piece of shit in the world. And like literally remember earlier when I said that I don't think I'm self-deprecating. Like look at this. It's like I'm not saying it's because I think it's because I am not actually saying those exact words in my head that I think I'm not self-deprecating. But I feel those things like it's as if somebody else said it to me and I feel badly about them saying that. But the them is me. The them is my brain and my voice inside my head telling me that. And the funny thing about being an overfunctioner is we look at people who are underfunctioners and think that they're the fucking worst. And I mean, underfunctioner as. In anything, like if you are a narcissist, if you don't like to work or don't like to put a lot of work into things, like people like that are so polar opposite of us, overfunctioners, that we think that they're bad. But hi, (laughs) newsflash, we're polar opposites. Neither of us are good. Like, neither of us are doing the right thing. If you're an overfunctioner, like, sure, you're doing things that are progressing you forward that maybe somebody with the under-functioning attributes is not doing. But again, you're burning yourself out and you're not doing things the proper way. You have to be able to find a balance between both the over and the under-functioner. I used to kind of think about this with smoking weed because when I was in college, I used to smoke a lot more weed than I do now. And when I would smoke, I would always smoke... At the end of the day, like I would come home, my roommate and I would lay on our couches and we would get high and we would eat the fucking cookies that they make for all the holidays, like Christmas with the faces and Halloween with the pumpkins. And if you know what I'm talking, if you know, you know, they're fucking fire. And we would make those cookies and we would lay on our couch and we'd eat them and we'd watch like whatever reality TV show we were into at that time. And my point is that I would do that again, at the end of the day, like after I had done everything, after I had gone to all of my organizations, after I had conducted meetings, after I had done my homework, after I had been to whatever event I had to go to that day, it was after I finished all those tasks that I would then indulge in those extracurricular activities. (laughs) So my point in that example is the balance between it. Like if I was somebody who never took a moment, which is now, this is what I do now. And I'm not saying that you have to smoke weed in order to do this. But what I'm saying is if you're a person that never takes time to just relax, like the only time that I took to relax was late at night or when I would be going to sleep. Like I would, and like late at night that I would like go and lay down and I'd watch TV and I'd fall asleep watching TV. So essentially the only time my brain would ever calm down is to go to bed. And when I was on this balance with my roommate, yes, we were not doing things, I guess, necessarily healthy for you, but like that wasn't the goal (laughs) at the time. And who cares? It's whatever. It wasn't a problem. And my point is just that like I would do all of these things during the day and then I would relax at night and it was fun and it felt good. And I looked forward to that relaxation time. So if you never have this time that you're setting aside to do things for yourself and calm down and ease your mind, you're not going to feel good. And that's the goal, isn't it? Like to feel good. Like you want, when we say like, oh, I want to be happy or, oh, I want to have a peaceful life. It's the things that we do enough that are going to make those things happen. Like there is not going to be one evolutionary moment that you're like, oh my God, my life is happy now. Now I feel good. Like now a flip has switched. Nope, a switch has flipped and I feel great. Everything is wonderful. That's literally not ever going to fucking happen. So get that idea out of your head. That idea was in my head for way too long. It's not real. It's always going to be a progression. It's always going to be a work in progress. And whatever feeling you're feeling most of the time, that's what's going to make you feel like you're living a happy life. So that being said, that balance and feeling good as much as you can and doing the things that are going to make you feel good as much as you can is what's going to make you feel good for most of the time. But how the hell do we make that happen? Because that is a lot easier said than done. My fucking number one thing that I've been trying to do to focus on what makes me feel good is finding what it is that does make me feel good. For example, automation is a really big thing for me right now. Doing the exact same things every single day. It just I don't know. It just gives me a sense of satisfaction. It just makes me feel like I have a routine, like I have something good going for me that I, um, you know, and I I feel good after I do it. It's the morning routine. Like people have talked about morning routines for as long as ever. And I have always tried to have a morning routine and I was never able to like find one that fit my life or that just like made me feel like I wasn't adding something extra into my life. And it took a really long time for me to recognize the fact that the routine doesn't have to be this like health queen status fucking routine. It doesn't have to be all of these like do a morning yoga on the balcony and drink seven gallons of water and whatever else they fucking tell you to do and the other thing with this is that the routine that works for one person doesn't necessarily work for you you have to find the routine that makes you happy and makes you feel good and fits into your lifestyle and it's completely ridiculous to expect somebody else's routine to satiate your needs and what you want And I think that's what I did wrong for a really long time is I tried to like copy other people's routines and see if they worked for me. And from doing that time and time again, I was able to take pieces from all of these routines that I've tried and make them my own. So what I've been doing now, and again, this is what I'm doing, but this does not mean that it's what you should do, but what I'm doing that makes me feel so good is waking up at 5.30 and trying to even do that on the weekends. That doesn't always happen, but trying to wake up as early as possible on the weekends, even if it's not at the fucking butt crack of dawn. But waking up at 5.30, going to the gym, coming home and making myself breakfast and reading 20 pages while I'm eating that breakfast. Then I go take a shower and I do a 10-minute moment of silence. I listen to a California beachfront and have an incense on. And then I go and I plan my day and I start my day. And it's fucking great. It, like, literally makes me feel so good. And having so much time before I have to, like, actually get the ball rolling It to just kind of, you know relax and and do what makes me feel good and and I used to get out of bed at the last possible second and even go work out and then rush home and rush to get ready and rush to work and it just like it was cool because I was able to get my workout in and that was my priority but it didn't feel good it didn't feel like what I wanted to do with my time and I did this too like I I would wake up and I would meditate and then I would go to the gym or I would wake up and I would meditate and I would go to the gym and then I'd try to come home and read and then I would rush but then I, re- reading would get thrown out the window because I would take too long at the gym and then like sometimes I wasn't showering and I would just fucking go to work judge me maybe that's disgusting but you know what that's the truth it's just it is what it is I wouldn't eat breakfast I wouldn't do all of these things that do make me feel good and I wanted to do but I wasn't giving myself the time to do them and actually allowing myself enough time to get all of the things done that I want to do and feel good doing them so like I wake up at 5 30 sure and like does that suck yeah like I don't want to fucking wake up I love sleeping I love laying in my bed it's cozy I like to dream those things make me feel good too but you know I just I, that means that I have to go to bed a little bit earlier, and. That makes me feel good, too. Like, it feels good to not fall asleep on my couch all the time. And to st- I had this, like, agenda that I had to stay up until the last possible second just because I could. And that's not realistic. It's not like, like, why? Do you think that people that are doing great things, like, are, like, what... It's actually not even about that. It's about, like, I was trying to prove something. Like, I'm always living my life. Like, I've got something to fucking prove. Like, the fact that I stay up late on my couch and only affect myself and how tired I am and not getting my accurate amount of sleep. Just because I want to prove that I can stay up late and I can have as much of the day as possible. Like, I don't care. I don't care, like, enough to do that. Like, it's just, it makes me feel, even if, like, that's fun, it makes me feel better to do this to go to bed at a decent time and to wake up early and to accomplish what I have to accomplish in a day so like you have to pick which one you want to do and I'm going to pick the one that makes me feel better so allowing myself that time and like waking up at 5 30 sucks and then going to the gym at 5 30 right when you woken up and exerting all that energy like it it sucks. Like it feels good once you're there, but it's not fun. So then when I come home, I'm tired, but then I'm eating. So I'm putting that energy back into my body and then reading my book. So it's like I'm relaxing while I'm restoring my energy. And then I get to go take a nice hot shower and I get to have 10 minutes of silence before I actually get into the nitty gritty of everything that I have to do in a day. It feels good. And when you feel good, your thoughts better align with that good feeling and that is a really big part in giving yourself this like happy life that you want to achieve because thoughts become your perception and your perception becomes your reality so essentially your thoughts are your reality and we've talked about that here before like about how every perception is different that you could be with somebody for so much of your life but they might experience something or have perceived something different than you and you know that completely changes the experience and completely changes your reality so your thoughts essentially become your reality and this is really big into like not taking things personally because if you think for example like if you think one thing about yourself, like if you think that you're a very talkative person, and somebody says to you, "Wow, you're really quiet and shy," it's most likely not going to offend you because you don't identify as that thing. It's the kind, co- the same concept as um, someone coming up to you and be like, "Your blue hair is ugly," but you don't have blue hair. So like, okay, like that was weird. I don't have blue hair. But the only thing about that is like, that's a fact. Like it's a fact that you do not have blue hair where unless you do I bet it's gorgeous but that's not what we're talking about but with the like talkative and not talkative concept is that like that's up for debate if you will like it's not necessarily a set in stone fact it's something fluid it can always change you could be more quiet sometimes and you could be more talkative at other times if you're anything like me you don't fucking talk at all the people you don't know but then you sit and talk to yourself for two hours or talk to people that you do know and can be your weirdest fucking self with the people that you do know. But the issue lies in when you do identify as specific things and those thoughts becoming your reality. Because if you do think you're a shy person and it's something that you're insecure about and somebody says, hey, you're really shy, they're validating things that you felt about yourself that you don't like and It makes you feel like shit. So you have to think specific things in order to make those things a reality. Like that's when they say if you think that you're the most confident person in the room, you're going to be the most confident person in the room because you're going to act and walk and talk like you're confident and people are going to see that. It's an energy thing. I think my biggest thing with this is you are not your thoughts. Like I've said this here before and I've said it so many other times. You are not your thoughts. And when I learned that, when I fucking heard that, it changed my life. I swear to God, because it's obviously so easy to think that you're your thoughts. What's the voice in your head? What is that? Who, like, who are you? I don't know if that's what you're thinking all the time. And then you've got this little voice talking to you all the time. No shit. You're going to think that that's like who you actually are. Who else would it be? But if you took that voice out of your head and you put it on the couch next to you and that little fucking bitch ran its mouth like it does inside of your head You would literally murder that person. You would literally never see that person again. You would think they were crazy. They contradict themselves constantly. They talk shit constantly. They see mean things to me constantly. And maybe sometimes they have a good idea, but then five minutes later, they're on something totally different. You would think they were insane. So why do we listen to it when it's in our head? There are an infinite number of ideas and thoughts that are out there. And we are just the vessel that those thoughts pass through. I kind of like to think of it for myself as like our body and brain is a TV. Like we are ourselves the plasma screen. (laughs) And your thoughts are the channels that go through the TV. And then who you are Not that little voice. Those are that's the channels who you really truly are inside. You're the person watching the TV and maybe you're just watching a bad fucking show. Like maybe the show that's on right now just sucks. Change the channel. Change the channel. You it's their thoughts that are just going through your head. You just have to focus elsewhere and it's that simple. It's that simple just to focus elsewhere. Simple not easy but it's that simple to just focus elsewhere. But this is why, because like we so wholeheartedly believe the thoughts in our head, that's why these like big fucking topics get so heated and like they're so talked about, especially like right now, like everything that is worth talking about like religion, politics, all of this stuff that people want to talk about. Like it's, it becomes so hostile because people so wholeheartedly identify as their thoughts. And if you say to somebody, I don't like your idea, because they identify with it, they say, oh, so you don't like me. Or what people do fucking lately is they just attack the person individually compared to attacking the idea but you're not even taking the time to get to know that person or hear that person because you have decided that this one belief that they have makes them a horrible person It's like that does not make up the totality of who they are you can only judge them based on the actions that they take and that's another thing about how actions speak so much louder than words because who you are is what you do not what you think and therefore speak into existence. You can fucking say that you're the greatest, most wonderful person in the whole world. But if you're being horrible to people by doing things, including words, like including hate speech and anything that, you know, is hurting another person. Of course, I have to talk about my people-pleasing tendencies and how that plays into being the best version of myself because I think that a lot of the pressure that I put on myself is because I want people to perceive me as the best version of myself that I have created. Like I create this version of myself and I want others to see it and that that's what solidifies that I have achieved that goal. But the problem with this is static identities and if you don't know what static identities are your fucking mind is about to be blown because it's so obvious and so true but like it's not something that you think about static identities is everyone in your life has a perception of who you are no matter if that is who you are or it's not who you are It's a static identity. Like they've just decided that this is the kind of person that you are. And like maybe you can change their mind a little bit. But like for the most part, they've got an idea of you in their head. Good or bad. They've got an idea of who Sally Mae is in their head. And even though you have been present for 100% of your life and know who you are, maybe that person has only experienced 5% of you. However you acted in that 5% is what makes up 100% of their static identity of you. So if you were a fucking asshole to somebody, chances are they have an idea in their head that you're a fucking asshole. Even if like that's not who you are anymore. And that is why it doesn't matter what other people think of you because they're missing 95% of who you are, and you're, you're probably not a fucking asshole, and you may have behaved poorly at this one instance, or these few instances, or maybe something there triggered you, or whatever the fucking reason is that you acted a, a type of way, they're not experiencing 95% of you, so you're going to judge what you do and live your life based on a perception that is made up of 5% of your entire life. If it's even 5%, I feel like that's a lot. 1% of your entire life, you're going to make judgments based off of people that aren't even there. Like, like this shit, like I fucking want to do things with my life, like with Wellish and talking to you guys and stuff. And like when I first started doing this before even Wellish and I was doing ST training and started posting things online, bro, I, my fear of people that I went to high school with seeing this and judging me, why would I care? But it was so prevalent. Like, I so much, I had specific people that I thought of in my head that I was like, oh, if they see it, if they see it, if they see it, what are they going to think? Who cares? I have not seen those people in years, years. But I'm going to do things with my life that make me feel like I'm not living it to my fullest potential because somebody else might not like that. I mean, even now there's people in my current life that like, I still obviously think like, oh, fuck, like, what if they hear that? But like oh well bro oh well bro that doesn't define who I am that does not define who Sarah Rittendale is as a whole and that's insane to think that you could I mean even like those of you who don't know me in my personal life that listen to Wellish like you only are getting this little piece of me and if you guys could fucking see the reason it's called wellish is because I don't fucking act well all of the time. And so if you guys could see me in those not well moments, but that's not what I'm recording, you know, there's only these like pieces of me that you get to see and of you that other people get to see. And we can't let that be such a big reason for you not living your best life. And the same applies for social media. Like, we see all of this shit online about being that girl and whatever else. But that girl, like those things, you're only getting a fucking snippet. And you probably are that girl. But you're doing other things. Like, you're going to have anxiety fits. You're going to cry. You're going to, you know, be an asshole to somebody. You're going to do whatever doesn't fit your... You're going to skip the gym. You're going to eat fucking ho-hos like you're gonna do things that aren't up to par with what your definition of being your best self is always it's finding the way to like be kind to yourself in those moments and again for the thousandth time doing the right thing most of the time because that's gonna make up who you are and the way that you're living and the life that you're enjoying. Because if like for most of the time you're laying at home, hating your life, wishing you could go out and do things and be a part of stuff, but not doing anything to achieve that, yeah like you're gonna overall think your life sucks but if you actually like get up and go join things and be a part of something and make something for yourself things are gonna start to turn around a little bit maybe it'll turn into like a 50 50 and you still won't feel like your life is that good but if you continuously put an effort into incorporating things that make you feel good into your life that's what's gonna make your life well for the most part i've said this already but it's so true. Like we can't fucking sit here and think that life is just going to fall into our lap for us. Like there's some far-fetched idea that one day it's just going to happen. It's just going to pop up and it's going to fall into your lap and life is going to be great. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You have to take action consistently to make that happen for you. Have you ever heard of the butterfly effect? The butterfly effect, bro. That's another thing that blows my brain. It literally is a concept that was made by a meteorologist that he was trying to find if we could predict, he was trying to find how we can predict the weather. And essentially what he came up with is that weather is unpredictable because even if we can find where a storm started we never know the true exact origin of the storm and any small difference that happened that we didn't see could could totally change the outcome of what happens and so they he the way that he explains this is by putting it into life terms that if you do one thing you don't know the repercussions that that could have good or bad For example, my grandparents were from the East Coast. My granddad accepted a job in Chicago. This was before kids were involved. They got to Chicago. They had my uncle, my aunt, and then my mom. Their plan was to move back after a year. And suddenly, who's still living there? Now I'm born, my sister's born, my fucking cousins are all born. We all still fucking live in, well, well. we all don't still live there, but like my family is still in Chicago. My granddad, my grandparents got divorced. My granddad went back to the East Coast. But my point is, is if he didn't take the job opportunity to transition to Chicago for just a year, my parents never would have met. I never would have been born you all wouldn't be listening to this literally right now. And maybe you're going to take something from this and apply it to your life. And then you're going to do something that's going to make a change. And then somebody else is going to react to that. Like it fucking is crazy. The butterfly effect, because no matter what you do, the smallest thing could make the biggest fucking difference or the smallest difference, but it makes a difference nonetheless that changes how life works this is like if you've ever seen like movies like back to the future that like you change a little bit of th- something in the past and it, it changes things like that's the butterfly effect so like essentially what I'm trying to get across here is it does not matter what you do because no matter what something is gonna change no matter what it's gonna make a difference and you have no idea if that's gonna be a good or a bad difference and either decision that you make, could lead to a good or a bad thing. So just make whatever decision it is that makes you feel as good as possible. You just, you have to eliminate these standards of like what you're supposed to do, like, especially with the fucking New Year. Like, we have these New Year's resolutions because we pick things that we think we're supposed to do. We're supposed to work out. We're supposed to eat healthy. We're supposed to be positive. We're supposed to. Do whatever it is that we've set this New Year's resolution for. You're not supposed to do anything. You're not supposed to feel a type of way. Like, stop putting so much pressure on yourself to be things that you're not. Lean into what you are, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do the things that make you feel good. You're supposed to do the things that feel natural to you. You don't have to. Push yourself to be something you're not and I'm not saying don't push yourself out of your comfort zone. You want to push yourself out of your comfort zone because you want to achieve something more. You don't push yourself out of your comfort zone comfort zone because everything is great and feels good and you're happy with everything. So you don't just like randomly need to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You're pushing yourself because things aren't exactly the way that you want them to be that you have higher expectations, you have goals, you have whatever it is that you want to achieve. So that's why you push yourself out of your comfort zone. So essentially then that is natural to you and that feels good even if it doesn't feel good at the exact moment and like what you're doing like you want to go and be more social and go to more events like it's gonna tonight for example I joined yoga I joined yoga and I haven't done yoga since I was in college and I absolutely fucking loved hot yoga I love hot yoga but I put it off because you know, I didn't want to have to find a new studio. I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't want to have to walk into the class and find my groove again. And what if I'm not good at it anymore? And there's so many thoughts that are going against me, but I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone anyways, because I know that going to hot yoga makes me feel good. And even if you're trying something new and you don't know if it's something that makes you feel good, try it anyways. And if it doesn't make you feel good, don't do it again. And if it does, Find a way to incorporate that into your life. People so commonly try to make changes that they're not ready to fully commit to. And just because it's the new year doesn't mean that you have to be a new person. Like, new year, new me. That doesn't, that's not true. Like, that doesn't have to be a thing. You are going to make changes when you're ready to make changes. And pushing yourself to make changes just puts way too much pressure on yourself to be Better when there's nothing wrong with you. Like it puts this connotation on that there's something that you need to fix, and there's nothing that you need to fix. You're just constantly progressing, it's constant progression. That's all that it is. And Ishas, I just want to say to you too that blowing it that's so normal. Like it's not even blowing it. It's You are making changes and you start to revert back to your old habits because that's your habits. Like that's what you're used to. And there's always going to be pushback when there's change, whether it involves other people or it involves yourself. There's always going to be a little bit of pushback and you have to be able to continue to push past that if it's something that you really want and if it's something that makes you feel good. And just because it makes you feel good doesn't mean that you always want to do it. Like Eating healthy makes me feel good. That doesn't mean that I always want to cook myself food and I don't ever want Taco Bell. But as long as I'm consistently making an effort to eat healthy and eating healthy as often as I can, I feel good most of the time. Make tiny changes today that are going to impact you tomorrow. That's the goal. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. You don't have to fucking do it all today. And I'm telling you that, but I'm also telling me that. (laughs) That it doesn't all have to be done today. Take your time. It's a process. I read a quote the other day that said something along the lines of making change takes courage, but the lack thereof does not mean you're not courageous. And that made me take a deep fucking breath because I feel like if I don't do specific things, it means that I'm not specific ways that I want to be. But the thought alone that you want to do those things makes you those things because you are those things, will eventually take action to become those things in whatever form that takes. Just because you didn't balls to the wall do everything that you were supposed to do doesn't mean that you are not those things. It means that you are because you take it in increments because you might do it different than somebody else. You are going to approach it different than somebody else will. Lean into your individuality. Lean into your uniqueness And lean into the fact that you're going to execute it how you execute it, not how somebody else on the internet or in your family or your friends executes it. And just because you don't execute it exactly the same doesn't mean that you're not going to get a similar result. And you're probably not going to get the same result because you're you. You're you. You have to do what you're supposed to do. It's going to be your life path. Stop trying to become somebody else. All right, issues. That said, I have some very exciting things in the works for you guys and I'm so fucking excited I'm not gonna tell you yet because I don't have everything finalized but um in the next couple weeks here I have some super exciting stuff coming up so I will be talking to you guys very soon about that and then I also have a website now so check out wellishpodcast.com there's where you can submit all of your questions and stories if there's anything that you would like to hear on Wellish um, you can submit it to me there and I also wanted to say Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of the amazing feedback that I have gotten from this podcast so far. I have only been doing this for a few months now, but you know, I'm at the end of the year that it started. And I just really want to say that I'm so grateful for the opportunity to speak to you guys and the overwhelming amount of positive feedback that I've gotten from it so thank you thank you so much to everybody who has been a part of this so far and I'm so excited to bring you more in 2023. But that said, if you could fucking help me out a little bit, I would really love it. Um, leave me a rate and a review on whatever platform that you are listening to this on. It helps me out so, so, so much uh, and bring you more content like this. You can follow your main fucking ish on Instagram at underscore Sarah Ritt. And you can follow Wellish on Instagram as well, at Wellish Podcast. You guys have an amazing Monday. Have an amazing year. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, guys.